Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry and tonight's poem is entitled the hem of his garment. Here we go. Let me touch your power, Lord. Heal my inner soul. If I could touch your garment now, I know I'd be made whole. The days are short. The nights are long. My burdens heavy weigh. You are my strength. You're all I need to make it through each day. I know you see my hurting heart. I know you feel my pain. Please take away this misery so that your peace I'll gain. Please let me touch your garment, Lord. The hem is all I need. Heal me, cleanse me, and guide me, Lord. I humbly draw nigh to thee. I hope that y'all have had the most amazing day, that you did something special for yourself, even if it was rest, even if it was right, even if it was absolutely nothing. I hope you did something special for yourself. So tonight, this is going to be really just a series of questions. If I were doing a homework assignment or if I were um, giving you a homework assignment, this would kind of be leading up to an actual homework assignment. Um, I was in my quiet time and just pretty much just spending time in the presence of the Lord and asking some questions. And there were six things that came up in the course of my quiet time. The first being the golden rule. And for those of you that don't know what the golden rule is, it is the principle of treating others as one wants others to treat them. Along the lines of reciprocation. The other was the law of attraction, which is positive or negative thoughts that bring about positive or negative experiences into one person's life that cause and effect type of attraction. And then there was you reap what you sow. For those PK kids and those people that have grown up in church, Y'all know what I'm talking about because we hear it so often in those four walls. <laughs> you reap what you sow. It's like so heavy on us. And what that really means is that you will eventually experience, face, or witness the consequences of your actions. So one of the reasons why we are told that we reap what we sow is because the intent is that hopefully we will sow good seeds so that we will reap a great harvest. Then you are what you think. And actually two things similar to that came about. So with the first, your attitudes and your thoughts play an important role towards who you eventually become. And along those same lines, as a man thinketh, so is he. Now, this could be a warning that a person's actions aren't always indicative of their true heart. And there was one, like I remember hearing this, and at first I didn't know, but the older that I'm getting, I'm starting to recognize. There's another saying that, well, it's not a saying, it's in the Bible, but... Um, in terms of whatever a man speaks, that's what's in his heart. And that pretty much sometimes, you know, when they say just observe people, if you observe them 
and you listen to them that's why we got two ears <laughs> we're supposed to be listening more than we're supposed to be speaking i just happen to love to speak however whenever you are listening and the more that you pay attention what is ever in that person's heart is going to come out of their mouth whether now or later is eventually going to come out so you can learn a lot by listening and last but not least if you change your mind you can change your atmosphere better known as if you change your mind you can change your life so i wanted to ask a few questions on tonight what rules have you adopted over the years what are your golden rules what are the things that you've implemented in your life what you abide by what you you know your moral compass what it is that you do in order for you to make sure that you are either achieving your goals, make sure that you're getting closer to your goals and aspirations, making sure you can check those boxes. What rules have you adopted over the years? Were they based off of your life experiences? Was it because you were raised in the church and because you were raised in the church, you did what mama said, not what mama did? Is it because you develop this fear of God to where you're like, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z because I don't want the wrath of God to fall on me? What are the rules that you have adopted over the years? And are they adding to your life or are they taking away from it? Are there certain rules that you've been abiding by and adhering to under the impression that, okay, if I do it like this or if I operate like this, then... Hopefully, it'll give me longevity. Hopefully, I'll be able to live a longer life. Or are you finding that the more that you're trying to stay within those rules, that life is being sifted out of you slowly but surely? And if that is the case, if you've been trying to adhere to these set of rules and you're just like, but I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like I'm getting any leeway i feel as if i'm slowly fading then you may need to reevaluate the rules that you've been trying to follow do you mostly have positive thoughts or does stinking thinking cloud your better judgment do you find yourself when you wake up just having a whole plethora of stinking thinking thoughts <laughs> or do you find yourself meditating on the goodness of the land of God of your family your friends do you find yourself counting your blessings do you find yourself grateful or do you find yourself angry where do you fall in that spectrum what experiences have you encountered lately that you believe are a direct result of seeds you've sown in the past? What types of things have happened? I know every once in a while I'll have what I call a God encounter. And it'll be something that will happen to where I know I haven't had a conversation with anyone. I've just had a moment where I literally I felt was in his presence and then something will happen. It'll manifest to confirm that he hears me. And it may be something as simple as a flower. I could be looking at a photo and I could be seeing sunflowers. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I'm watching television and a sunflower will pop up. And it's, you know, not necessarily the season for sunflowers, things of that sort. Um, I call those God moments. And so um, what have your experiences been? What have you encountered lately that you believe are a direct result of the seeds that you've sown in the past? And it doesn't always have to equate to money. It could literally be time. It could literally be joy. It could be peace. It could be just the good energy just really good energy it could be laughter it doesn't always have to be money 
when was the last time you wholeheartedly repented? Have you, is that even a part of your lifestyle? Do you ever repent? Do you ever have a moment where you're like, oh Lord, forgive me for what I did? Or do you just operate like I'm good all the time and all the time I am good? <laughs> Better yet, when is the last time you fasted and prayed? Have you ever fasted and prayed? Is that something that you do? You might, you might not have ever fasted. But when is the last time that you took time out to be like, you know what? I got this situation. I can't think clearly. So maybe it's time for me to fast and pray so that I can get some clarity on this situation before I make a decision prematurely um, without any guidance. I know that in the word of God, it talks about in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. So one thing that I have tried to adopt in my own life is that I try not to make those anxious decisions, those quick decisions, because when we do that, a lot of times when we make those quick decisions and we don't really count up the cost, which is one of the reasons why I do not like rushing to do anything, nor do I like to be rushed because I feel as if anytime that I rush to do something, I am bound to make a mistake. Anytime that there's a, a level of pressure placed on me to do something, I don't know. Anxiety is already in the back, on the back seat in my life. So it doesn't take much to ignite that. So one of the things that I've noticed is that if I'm rushing, that will literally take my anxiety from zero to 100 real quick. And because I know that, I always can tell the difference in my attitude when, when I'm having a rush versus when I'm able to take my time. And nine times out of 10, I'm going to be more positive when I have to take my time as opposed to when I'm being rushed to do something. I literally turn into Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde, like for real, for real. Um, and that's because I just don't like that feeling of now, 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 now. And then I noticed that that's something that uh, my teenager, she does at any time that I'm like, let's go. And I may literally, I may say, let's go. But I'm giving myself a 15 minute window. And so I'm learning with her that I cannot say let's go because with her being high functioning autistic, whatever we say, how we say it, it has to be done that way. So if I say let's go, she's already at the door in less than three minutes. And if she's at the door and I'm trying to find my shoes, oh yeah, that's a whole nother, whole nother story and a whole nother time. But it, she literally, she, let's go mom, let's go. What we waiting on? Let's go. Where are your keys? Where's your purse? And, the, and I'll hear that until we get out the door. So I'm learning how not to say let's go until I am completely ready so that I can keep my peace of mind. And um, are you casting every imagination down that isn't doing you any earthly or spiritual good? Are you, or even physical, physically, physical good? Are you casting it down? Um, I talked about this a, a while back about how sometimes I find myself now. I didn't do it. I used to not do it. I actually had to call a friend today and tell her, "Thank you for giving giving me the anointing of blocking blocking people," because I used to be that person that I would hold on even if. A person didn't mean me any earthly good. I would hold on. And I have friends that can attest to it. Because they'd be like, girl, you still dealing with that girl? <laughs> girl, you still dealing with that boy? And it's like, I don't know what it was about me. But I was constantly. <laughs> a thought just came about my mind. I had a friend and she was like, you always, you always want to pick up the stray dogs. You always want to pick up the broken people. Like, And so, but I, I had to realize that. Always doing that was not helping me. So it was pulling me down. And so now what I'm starting to recognize is that just because like, you know, not to be holier than thou, but just to recognize what my limits are. Um, there was a life coach that one time she had posted literally on Facebook and she had said, sometimes you have to be that person that if someone is pulling you down spiritually or emotionally or physically, that you literally have to create a boundary. And that boundary includes blocking. And it, I guess I needed to give myself permission to do that. 
And so now that I've given myself permission, it's to pretty much, it's another form of guarding your heart. When you are around certain people that pull your spirit down, that make you feel some type of way, that take you all the way back to the negative emotions, stuff that you hadn't even thought about in years. But then it's like the moment that you encounter them, all of those negative emotions come in like a flood. Sometimes it's very, very healthy to go ahead and create a standard to go ahead and part the Red Sea and go elsewhere, like to be away from all of that negativity. Let it flush out, let it get away from you, but you don't need it because it's pulling you down. And so have you done that? Are you casting every imagination down that isn't doing you any earthly or spiritual good? Are you literally putting some type of standard up to where you can keep your thoughts right so that you can stay focused? Like, let's say that you have like this dream, this major dream, something that you have wanted to do for so long. And you are so close to reaching that dream. You are, you are so close. You can taste it. And then you have the naysayers on the bench telling you what you can't do, how impossible it is. And then you slowly feel yourself that drive, that zeal, that energy that you had when you first imagined the dream becoming your reality. And then you decided because you thought you could trust that person with your dreams. And so you share it. And then all of a sudden, they start thinking of all the bad things that could happen to you. So before you know it, where you were once zealous about it, excited about it, couldn't wait to see it manifest and come into fruition. Now you're second guessing yourself. Now, had you kept that dream guarded, then you would be so literally so close that you could taste it without the extra voices in your head so sometimes we have to recognize like okay so you know you may be a relative or you may be a longtime friend or you may be an acquaintance but the more that I deal with you the more that I converse with you the more that I realize in the bigger scheme of things you don't mean me no earthly good you really don't have my best interest at heart this is just lip service you've been giving me but your actions and your words are not in alignment, nor are they conducive to where it is that I'm trying to go in my life. I might need to go ahead and block, <laughs> not share my dreams with you any longer, not share my goals and aspirations with you any longer. Because by doing so, where I should be being lifted, it's like you're pulling me down because you can't see me past your own level of where you're at. So sometimes you got to be able to separate that so that you can keep your peace of mind and so that you can continue to fuel your dreams. When have you consciously had a thought check? When have you had a thought check? Not only just a thought check, when have you had a conversation check? I, um, I used to do it all the time. I don't do it as much as I used to. Um, now, I guess I don't have as many conversations. Maybe that's the reason why. I'm not sure. But I used to literally have moments where after I would have a conversation with someone, especially if I felt some type of way afterwards, I would kind of replay that conversation and be like, was she throwing shade on the cold? Was I supposed to catch that and I didn't? Oh, I think that might have been a mild little curse that this person was trying to speak against me. Let me cast that down. Oh, no. Let me speak against that thing that was being spoken against me. Let me just nip that in the bud right there. Did you mean what you meant when you said this? Is this what you meant? Because this is how I took it. I used to do that. I don't do it as often, like I said, maybe because I don't have as many conversations. But... When, but I started to notice when I would do that, there's certain, they call it being catty. My aunt said it was people hating on me that I just didn't recognize it. And part of the reason is because I was just naive. She was like, now we call it haterism. Back then, it's like they were your frenemies. But it's like when I would reevaluate some of the conversations, I started to realize you really are not for me. 
just based on the conversations. And then there would be a little laugh behind it. But you're really trying to insult me on the cool and you're hoping that I didn't catch it. And truth be told, sometimes I didn't catch it until after the conversation had ended. But the more that I started to be mindful of how this person spoke at me, not necessarily to me, I started to realize this person really ain't for me. For whatever reason, they they were in the relationship, not necessarily for my best interest. They were in it because it was it was a purpose that was served that I may have just been completely ignorant to. And once I recognized it, I would end those relationships. But sometimes it took me a while because I was constantly giving people the benefit of the doubt. And then I also, like I said, I was naive on some ends. And then on some other situations, I really truly was hoping that maybe they would change. I don't know why I was thinking that. Because when they say when people show you who they are, believe them. It took a while for me to grasp that, but you know what? I'm glad I did because now when I see who people are, I believe them. It's one thing that my aunt told me and that it, I, feel, I really feel like that's also been one of my saving graces. She told me, my aunt Tina said, what can help you when it comes to dealing with interactions with people? I'm paraphrasing because I remember verbatim. She was like, if you learn how to put a label on them, she said, because when you put a label on them, then you will know how to deal with them accordingly. And I noticed how that has been helpful throughout the course of my life. Like, literally, when I put that label, it's like, okay, so I know acquaintance, friend, sister. And you deal with them accordingly. Okay, so with, as an acquaintance, you're only going to know so much. You might know that, you know, this is my natural hair. <laughs> you might know that I'm wearing weave today. But when it comes to the deeper parts of who Teresa is, mm -mm, you're not going to get that privilege. Well, now I'm on a podcast, so child, y'all know everything. <laughs> Acquaintance, friend, sister, it don't even matter. But I digress. Next question. <laughs> um... When is the last time you took out the garbage in your mind? When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you actually cleaned out the cracks and crevices of your mind? The stuff that no longer serves any purpose in your head. It doesn't do you any good to ponder on it, to bring it up to meditate on it it doesn't do you any good it's like it's time to you know just like we delete messages when it comes to our text messages sometimes we got to delete some of that information now i'm about to share something with y'all i don't know all the details of this show but the little bit that i have seen when i tell you it's like okay so there's this show it's like an, um, a bunch of series and some of you will know what i'm talking about but I've been watching it and I just stumbled upon it mainly because one of the, I don't know, his, I don't even know his name as an actor, but I know that he's, he's someone that I just love watching on television. Anyway, he's part of the, um, the Marvel series. And, um, when Captain America ended up denouncing or leaving or getting killed or whatever to follow the woman he was in love with. I know th those of you that are Marvel lovers, I know I'm probably ticking y'all off right now, but the black guy that ended up making the speech. I don't know. I need to learn that. I don't know it right now. But anyway, I love watching him on camera. I really, really do. And so he was in this series that I just saw today. And it's only because I saw his face that I clicked on it. So, you know, being attractive has its perks. But anyway, so y'all know who I'm talking about. I don't know who I'm talking about. I don't know his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about for those of you that watch the Marvel series. So anyway, so I think he's Falcon. So he's the Falcon in the Marvel series, whatever his name is. Okay, y'all can message me if you want. Let me know. I'll look it up probably after this. But anyhow, as I'm watching him in this series, then I, you know, it was 
it was interesting. I'm going to leave it there. It was interesting. Well, then I watched a few more episodes and what they showed was, and of course, you know, that's why I love watching people's imagination. So in the, in these series, what the, these people were able to do, they had some chip behind their ear and they were able to rewind and delete certain scenarios or certain situations that they had encountered. And as I'm watching this, I was like, hmm. So this one in this one particular series, there I don't really want to tell if y'all haven't watched it. But anyway, in this one particular series, there was a man that he wanted to go to the extreme to delete his memory. So he went to the extreme. And I was like, that's really interesting that they have made a show about this, right? But I'm like, how often do we do that in real life? We delete messages off of a text message, um, but we don't try to delete bad memories. We don't try to do that. Now, there is something subconsciously that will do that for you because I remember when I was going through a series of my of trauma, um, I literally, when I was in a counseling session, I had forgotten a lot of the trauma that I'd gone through when I was younger. And according to what the lady told me and what the therapist said, she was like, sometimes when you have some very major trauma, there's a part of your brain that will, it doesn't really erase it, but it kind of makes it lie dormant on purpose. Because if you were to replay that over and over again, that's what makes people suicidal and homicidal. So she said, there's something in the brain that will allow you to like compartmentalize trauma, depending on the magnitude of the trauma. So it wasn't until I was in that session where I was, I literally remembered all of the stuff that I went through growing up. And it had been lying, like literally in my mind, you know, according to her, it was dormant. Now my, the, my actions, although I was not bringing it to the forefront all the time, when I look back over my life, when I look back over my actions, a lot of my actions, you could, now that I'm aware, you could tell that it had, it was in direct connection to the trauma that I had experienced in my childhood. But because I didn't talk about that trauma while I was going through in my teenage years and my young adult years, it looked like I was crazy. But the reality of it was, is that I had trauma that I had encountered that I had never faced and it wasn't until I got therapy that I started to realize all of that affects your decision making it affects your relationships it affects how you perceive people all of that has an effect so you're supposed to deal with it because if you don't it bleeds in other areas of your life whether you know it or you don't all right, and so the next one, um, could it be past time to empty the garbage? That's how stinking thinking manifests. Replaying old tapes in our heads, the tapes of body shaming, low self-esteem, trauma, self-righteousness, judgmental, being judgmental, being hateful, being indifferent, unforgiveness, bitterness, the list goes on. But if we don't empty out that thinking, if we don't get rid of those thoughts, then it's going to have a major impact on us, whether now or later. Don't you think it's time to take out the trash? That trash that's in your head that's keeping you in bondage. Whose voice have you been listening to? Have you been listening to the voice of God for those that believe in God? Have you been listening to your own voice? Or have you been listening to the voice of the enemy? Remember, for those of you that believe in God, you also believe in the enemy. And the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So what thoughts have you literally held captive in your mind that is destroying you having a health, a very healthy life that is having you have healthy thoughts that what is what is stealing your joy from you? 
What is killing your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations? What types of thoughts have you held captive in your mind that is killing, stealing, or destroying the very person that you're trying to become? Do you even know the difference? Well, maybe it's time to get reacquainted with yourself and with God. Maybe it's time that you allow him to replace the garbage in your mind with clean, pure, holy, and righteous thoughts. Maybe it's time to think on those things that are good, that are a virtue, that be praiseworthy and of good report. Maybe it's time that the new person that you keep dreaming about begins to come forth. Where the old things have gone away and behold, God is doing something new in you. What I need you to do is enjoy discovering the best version of yourself in this now season. This is something that you don't have to do alone. This is something that we could do together. But I knew when I started this journey that it wasn't about necessarily my future hubby manifesting as much as it was me discovering the best version of myself unapologetically. Because although that is one of my desires is to eventually remarry, I don't know what the future holds. So in the meantime, in between time, what I'm really trying to do is work on the very best version of who I am. Before I was told what I couldn't do, before I was told who I wouldn't be, before I was told what I was not capable of, before I was told what the capacity was, I am trying to work on being the best version of myself. And I hope that you're trying to work on becoming the best version of yourself. We can do this together, honey. So this is going to end my episode, but before I completely end it, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. It is dated April 27, 2021. Dear future hubby, it's hard to believe that the month of April is coming to a close. It seems like we only just celebrated a brand new year in 2021. Now we are quickly approaching the fifth month of this year. Unbelievable. However, as this month comes to a close, it allows me to see how much has transpired in nearly five months, and it has been a lot. It's also hard to believe that this makes my 99th episode for the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I remember when I first began my desire was just to create a platform where I could talk about my process during this season of singleness, where I could reflect on past relationships, past choices, in hopes that I've matured and become more wise, and in hopes that I could encourage someone along the way. I also wanted to create a platform where I could be completely transparent. Well, I believe I've somewhat achieved my initial goal. For that, I'm very grateful. I also desired to reach 1,000 listens by May the 30th of 2021. Well, this goal was met in April. So now, what is my next goal? You know what? I'll share that with y'all another time. Let's see if we can accomplish those goals, though. I wanted to take a moment to say thank you, future hubby. It's crazy how you and I haven't even met yet, and somehow you already encouraged me 
to reach my goals and continue to dream. I love you, love Teresa. So what I may do on the 100th episode is share what my goals are now that I have met the 1K listens. And I'm really grateful for this platform. Um, I'm so grateful for the people that take the time out to listen to these episodes. I'm grateful for the voice messages that I receive and letting me know that you're enjoying these episodes. I hope you know that I am truly being completely transparent when I do this. Um, and I want it to be transparent. I wanted it to be a situation where I just get to be myself. Um, I feel like when you're in certain atmospheres, certain atmospheres, you have to kind of, your representative has to show up. So I wanted it to be where the representative is not showing up, honey. What you see and what you hear really is what you hear. What you hear is what you get on this podcast. Now, for those of you that are like, oh my goodness, Teresa, when are we going to see you? For those of you that don't know, I have other platforms. So people see me all the time. One of the reasons why I wanted to have this the way that I have it is so that you would hear my voice and not get caught up in what you see. Because I feel like that's part of the world's problem. We are too visual. But eventually, Lord say the same, I pray he he does. That eventually y'all will. Y'all will see me, Lord say the same. But this was really just for me to be able to have my voice heard. Didn't want to be seen. I just wanted to be heard. Um, So yeah, that's that. So I'm going to conclude the episode on tonight, but I need y'all to do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. Tonight's poem is entitled, My Story. And here we go. To see me on the outside, you would not believe that the pain on the inside could run so very deep. How would you handle it when as a young child, you were told that your hopes and dreams are not even allowed? You have no right to wish and be happy because in doing so, it is a mere fantasy. Smiling was a definite no-no and you better not have that happy glow. You know, the one when everything in your world seems great and all of the little things you truly appreciate When seeing a stranger, you joyfully say, hello, or your smile is reciprocated by someone you don't know. Because you were full of joy, happiness was an expression from the inside of your being. It was a part of you. And even though you didn't see it coming, over time, it eventually evolved in you. To the point that misery could no longer stick around. You triumphantly placed your feet on solid ground. You bid farewell to sadness and pain. And you decided that joy in your heart could forever reign. The deeper the pain, the greater the joy. Where I was once silent... I now use my voice. I choose to speak from the highest mountain and drink from the youth fountain. 
Life is a gift, one without exchange. But I took my chance to rearrange the perception that others had of me. And I decided not to keep feeling guilty about the joy that lies deep within me. I made the choice to be my own best friend, to listen, honor, love, and respect the voice within. To see me on the outside, maybe you wouldn't believe that I once was a disabled person after surviving two brain surgeries. When I overcame that trial, I uprooted the pain, which once was rooted deeply in me, but all glory belongs to God. He delivered me so that I could live to tell my story. I hope that you all have had the most amazing day. I truly hope that you did something special for yourself, no matter how small it may seem to others. I hope that you took the time to appreciate the very breath in your lungs, the very sight that you have to see, the ears that you have to hear, your entire existence is worthy of celebrating. So today marks my 100th episode with the Dear Future Hubby podcast. To God be all the glory. When I look back on these episodes and I think about all that I've gone through and all that I've shared with you, I am smiling on the inside out. I am celebrating this moment in history because who would have thought that I would have something to say for 100 days? All the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs, the trials and the tribulations that presented themselves throughout the course of this small time frame. But one thing that I was able to prove to myself is that if God be for me, it is more than the whole world against me. So many obstacles presented themselves. So many reasons for me to give up manifested, but God. And I know I'm just talking in terms of 100 episodes, but how many of you have been in that situation where You knew that you could see the finish line because you saw it in your imagination. You knew that it was attainable. And then all of a sudden, adversity started hitting you right and left from places that unexpected places, unexpected things manifesting, coming into being. And you're just like, where did this come from? I'm getting hit all upside my head. But it did not knock you down. You kept pressing. You kept pressing despite the obstacles that were set before you. You know that's a reason to celebrate, right? Anytime that you don't throw in the towel, anytime that you don't give up on yourself, anytime that you keep moving forward, you know that those are reasons to celebrate, right? Anytime that despite all odds you overcome, you conquer, that's a reason to celebrate. And sometimes we can get so accustomed to hearing folks make it seem as if those accomplishments are minor that we don't take the time out to truly celebrate them. You should celebrate every single victory, large or small. If you are doing like I'm doing right now and trying my best to make my bed every day and every single day that you are making your bed, you are successful in doing that, you need to celebrate. If you are telling yourself that you need to drink a gallon of water a day and you end up drinking a gallon of water a day, honey, you need to celebrate. If you have made up your mind that you're going to walk at least 30 minutes a day, 
come rain, sleet, snow, shine, whatever, and you do that, you need to celebrate. If you are clocking in at a job that you know that you can't stand, that it really takes every fiber of your being to even be present for eight hours, but you are doing it despite how you feel, honey, you need to celebrate. You need to celebrate those victories because they are in fact just that. Those are victories. Things that you should truly, truly give yourself a pat on the back for. Because there are so many people in this world that have a tendency to give up. They could be right at the brink of their breakthrough. But because the going gets tough and the tough gets harder, guess what they do? They quit. If you literally have made up in your mind that it doesn't matter, I might be deterred, but I will not be denied. I'm going to keep on pressing toward that mark because I see it and it's yet so close. I am not going to give up on myself, even if everyone else around me does. If you are that person, honey, you need to celebrate. You need to celebrate. You need to celebrate. Because it's not easy to keep pressing when all odds are stacked up against you. It's not easy to stay focused when adversity is on every hand. It's not easy to stand when it's so much easier sometimes to fall. And so when you are able to do that, when you are able to stand, regardless of what is happening to you, around you, because of you, in spite of you, if you are able to stand, that is a reason to celebrate. And you can celebrate by yourself. You don't always have to necessarily have someone with you. Although it would be nice. But you can, if you learn how to celebrate yourself, then it becomes easier when you're in the crowd of people. And some of those people are not even genuine people. They might be in the room. The tribute might be to you, but they could care less. They just want a free meal, a free drink or whatever. If you learn how to celebrate yourself now, then when you do get in the midst of those people that really don't mean you any earthly good, could care less that you've made this major accomplishment. They're really only there for the tea. When you get in those crowded rooms and that is the situation, guess what? You have mastered celebrating yourself alone to where celebrating yourself in the midst of people is going to feel so normal. Whether they're with you or against you. So I really do hope that you have, are taking moments to celebrate yourself. If you're a person that journals every single time you reach a goal. Celebrate yourself. And there's so many different ways that you can do that. You can celebrate yourself by having a, a, a just a nice, lovely bath. Putting your little bubbles in there and all of that. And just listening to some, some jazz or some blues or something. And just meditating and relaxing. That's a way of celebrating yourself. Some of you love to get your hair and your nails done. That's another way of celebrating yourself. Some of you love to build your savings account. That's another way to celebrate yourself. If you have like your favorite books, that's another way to celebrate yourself. You reach your goal, then you invest in one of the books that are on your list. There's so many ways for you to really, truly dig deep and celebrate you. Treat yourself to a movie. Treat yourself to a nap. That's another celebration in and of itself. Sometimes you just get in sufficient rest is the celebration. Because you've worked so hard and you're continuously doing so much. Sometimes literally setting everything aside and just being still for an hour or two. That's another celebration. I had a, so a friend of mine, she reached out to me and she, they're so you, people get so used to you being available at their every beck and call, not saying her in particular, just saying in general. And I didn't answer the phone, but I didn't answer the phone because I had made up in my mind that I just wanted to do me. Like I literally didn't want to have any conversations. I wanted to kind of process my day. I wanted to relax and I didn't want any Thing that could potentially interrupt that flow. But in the midst of me having that mindset, I received a couple of messages. And because I didn't respond initially, like I often do, the next response was, I really hope that you're okay because you always respond to me quickly. And although I appreciated the fact that I have created that standard to where my friends and my family know if they need me, 
I'll be there. At the same token, I know it caught her off guard because it was like, wait a minute, she always answers when I call or she always answers when I text. And that is my norm. But I gave myself permission to just detach for a season. And that season was just literally a few hours. But in my doing that, I felt rejuvenated the very next day. My energy shifted. My focus was different. I needed that more than I even knew. And you may need that. Sometimes just detaching from social media, not being on the book all day long, not being in the clubhouse all day long, not being on IG all day long. Y'all know how, how it goes. You want to look at this store. You want to be on the talk. You want to be on all these things. And then you look up and it's nine, 10 hours later and you're like, Oh, snap, I had this to do and that to do. And now I got to put it on hold because I've literally spent eight to nine hours on social media. Sometimes you got to detach from that. I know you may be running a business. I know that might be a part of, you know, why it is that your business is so successful. But sometimes you've got to detach from that and reconnect with yourself. That's another way of celebrating. Detaching from a lot of these things that can be so addictive and Getting back in touch with you, allowing your mind to rest, not thinking about anything. Like I literally was just watching a show and this show, it's an old show because I'm always halfway, I'm, I'm delayed sometimes in terms of when I tend to watch stuff, you know, so I'm, so I'm a few seasons behind. I'll put it like that. But as I was watching this show, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so addictive and because I don't know, one of the things I love to see how people think. And because I love entertainment, I like to see how certain producers, when they're making certain films and things like that, I like to just think, in, I mean, see how they think. So I'm watching this particular show and I'm just like, okay, see, this is going to be dangerous. You're going to have to go ahead and cut the television off because you literally could binge on all of these series in the next three to five days if you're not careful. So I had to just click off on purpose because I became so intrigued and I can tell when I'm intrigued. <laughs> you ever paid attention to your body language when you're watching certain things? I can always tell when I am into a movie or when I'm into a television show based on how I respond. So if I'm laughing out loud, if I'm talking to the screen, if I'm feeling the emotion, if somebody cries, next thing I know, I got a teardrop coming down my face. That right there is a telltale sign. Honey, you are feeling this right here. And I put myself, it's almost as if I project myself to be a part of the screen because I get so in tune with the characters that are in these films and that are on these shows that if I'm not careful, you would think I'm one of the main characters because I just get so into it. It's almost like I know what they're going to say before they say it. <laughs> I know how they're going to respond before they respond. It'll catch me off guard if I miss it off a little bit. And it's like, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, because I'm leaning on my imagination. I'm thinking, child, you should have been a writer, like not just a writer of books. You should have been a person that actually wrote films because I just kind of, it's gotten to the point that I can almost predict what's going to happen before it happens. And so I'm talking to the, literally talking to the camera. Then when it happens, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. See, I, I knew it. You know, it's like, and I get so caught up so caught up <laughs> so yeah so that's literally one of the things that I did today and I had to tell myself okay it's been an hour and a half it's time for you to cut the tv off just go on and cut the tv off because if you don't it'll be three o'clock in the morning home girl and you will still be watching these episodes talking about where did the time go I know where the time went. I was binging on the show. So I had to give myself permission to go ahead and turn everything off. And that'll give me something else to look forward to in the days to come. And maybe you have that. Maybe you have a favorite show or maybe you have a favorite book. 
I've been doing both actually lately. I've been listening to audiobooks, but I've also been reading books. So I'm going, I'm ping-ponging back and forth. And it's been really interesting. Something that I've just decided, you know, they say that the smart people read a lot. So guess what? I'm trying to become smarter. So in order for me to do that, I got to read more. So I've been reading more and I've been learning more. And yeah, I, I just, I love to learn. I really, really do. And that's another way for you to celebrate yourself. What are you learning different? Are you learning a new language? Are you learning, um, what are you learning different? Are you learning a new trade? Are you learning how to cook? Are, what are you doing different? There's always room to grow. There's always room to learn and there's always time if you give yourself time to celebrate you. But you've got to make a conscious effort to do that. And I know it's not always easy. Do you know how long it took me to get into the mind space of being able to celebrate myself and not feel guilty? I had to do a whole lot of reprogramming myself for me to get to the point where I knew that it was okay for me to celebrate me. Because there was a point in my life where I used to feel guilty as all get out to do anything for myself. And yeah, I remember one of the professors when I was going to school for paralegal studies, she told me, um, because I've, <laughs> I've been a parent, really, it feels like more than half of my lifetime. But when I was in school, one of the professors pulled me to the side and she's like, Teresa, I'm just observing. But she said, I noticed that you make so many sacrifices and you do so much for so many other people. I'm always watching you helping this person, helping that person. But what is Teresa doing for Teresa? Like, what are you doing for yourself? Do you even know what that looks like? I broke down crying right there in her office. I broke down crying because no one had ever asked me that question. I didn't know what it looked like to put me first. I felt guilty. I felt like that was a selfish act for me to make myself a priority. And when she asked me, like, what did I like to do? What was my favorite pastime? If I didn't have responsibilities, what would be my go-to? I could not answer that question at all. There was no, I didn't even have a thought. I didn't know. And the fact that I didn't know was enough to break me down. Well, now, fast forward. If you were to ask me, what does Teresa like to do in her spare time? Honey, I love me some TV, okay? I love to watch movies like nobody's business. There are times in my children, they kind of hate it because what I'll do, I have this screen, big screen television in the living room. And then upstairs, I have my own television upstairs. So they get upset because in their minds, you know, that's our TV and mom has her own TV, but it's actually the family television. So depending on what type of rough day I've had, especially if it's been a rough day, what I try to do is detach myself from my bedroom because my office is in my bedroom. Um, and so in order for me to reevaluate and kind of like shake off the day, I will go downstairs and I'll try to watch television downstairs. And especially my 20 year old, all you hear is huffing and puffing. I'm like, what you huffing and puffing for? Mama, you got a whole television upstairs. How come you can't everything that's down here? We, You got it up there. Okay, that's not the point. The point is I'm trying to find a way of escape. I'm always in my room. So that is what I do. And it's my prerogative because I pay the bills. You don't. However, now they're at the point <laughs> that whenever they see Mama's coming downstairs. They just go ahead and get the television ready for me. I'll grab whatever it is that I've cooked for that day or whatever it is that I've ordered for that day. I'll sit my happy behind on that couch. I'll fold up my feet and I will look at that screen like it's a movie. Like we're I'm in a movie theater, whether they are sitting down and about to watch a movie with me or not. And nine times out of ten, it's only going to last. And I, I think 
maybe they're getting the hang of this or maybe they might not. They probably never time me. But if they really paid attention, I only stay down there no more than one hour. So if they really paid attention, even if I am watching a movie, I know I got the same stuff upstairs. I know I could easily transition, put Netflix on and then keep it moving. So if they really paid attention, just give me my hour, honey. Let me unwind. Just let me unwind and then I'll be out of your hair. But yeah, I go through that with these kiddos. I love them. But yeah, when you start dealing with older children, it's a whole nother, whole nother yeah, dynamic. But I love them nevertheless. But yeah, what are you doing to celebrate you? What are you doing to put yourself first? If you haven't figured it out, write some things down. Like if you, I try to keep it simple, child. I really, really try to keep it simple. I don't like to do a whole bunch of expensive stuff. I just like to keep it simple because I feel as if my shopping habit is already expensive enough. And so, yeah, I like to, I like to keep the rest of it simple because when it comes to my businesses and when it comes to my dreams, a lot of my finances, I'm funding my dreams. And so when it comes to me, making sure that I celebrate myself. I always try to do that on a more affordable scale so that it balances itself out. And, you know, that way I'm just not going over the top. But yeah, I hope that you are doing something to celebrate you. I am eternally grateful that I have made it thus far and I get to launch a brand new podcast. So y'all be on the lookout. It's called Wifey Wins. The W-I-N-S stands for will indeed need something. And so I will be delving into what wives to be as well as current wives, what it is that we need. And one of my good friends, she said, make sure you tell them that wives need foot rubs. So for those wives that haven't had a foot rub in a long time, I will try to make sure that I encourage your spouses to do just that on Wifey Wins. So that is going to be coming soon uh, because my promise to myself was once I reached 100 episodes with the Dear Future Hubby podcast that I was going to transition. We're still going to have Dear Future Hubby. We're just going to take a little break before we start season two because this this is going to conclude season one. And so um, I'm going to take a little break. It won't be a long one. It may be about one week and then um, I'll be back. But... In the meantime, I am working on the brand new podcast and um, yeah, I'm super excited about that and just really just allowing God to order my steps. If you haven't tried him, I encourage that you do because he's so worth giving a try. So this is going to conclude my episode, but before I completely conclude it, I want to read a letter to my future hubby and that letter is dated April 28, 2021. Here it goes. Dear future hubby, today I lost track of time. I wholeheartedly believed it was Tuesday when today is actually Wednesday. I wonder if these days are escaping me because so much is going on in this world. I spoke on Clubhouse today. The topic was dating as a single mother. God truly had his way on that platform. One thing I have is a heart for single mothers. I know how real the struggle is. I remember during Christmas time in December of 2020, I didn't discuss my trials or tribulations much with anyone. I simply put my big girl panties on and dealt with all of it. Then one day, I believe it was On Christmas Eve, a dear friend of mine texted me her mother's address and told me to meet her there in an hour. The only instruction she gave me was, please be sure to clear out your trunk. I obeyed and headed over to her mother's house one hour later. Guess what was waiting for me? My friend and her mother. And by the time that visit was over, My trunk was filled to the max with toiletries, food, laundry detergent, etc. I was so blown away by the magnitude of blessings that I cried for it seemed like 20 minutes. 
from sheer gratitude. I couldn't find the words other than thank you and God bless you to express my appreciation for their acts of kindness. Then to top it all off, they adopted my family for Christmas and the kids gifts and our Christmas dinner was provided by their family. One of these days, I hope to pay it forward and do the same for a family in need. I love you, love Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And y'all please do me a huge favor. Share this podcast with your friends and family. (laughs) And also, please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.